I'm Mark. And I'm Shirley. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Mark, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? I don't really have anything to plug, because I don't really have much of a presence on the internet, as fans of the show may know. But I uh, am Mark, and I am a neurolinguistics researcher, and uh, I work with um, patients with uh, aphasia, uh, an acquired language impairment, and I do EEG research. EEG? EEG, sorry, uh, the uh, yeah, electroencephalography. Right. You know, where you, you put the little cap on and you put the little, you know, you got your little electrodes and you, you measure the brain waves. Is that the same thing as EKG? Uh, it's actually the same technology, yeah, um, but applied in a different way. Yeah, EKG is echocardiograph. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you oh, take ECG. Uh, some. Yeah, it's actually EKG. They they call it EKG because uh, it was developed by a German guy, uh, and in German, it's echocardiograph with a with a K. Right. Uh, so yeah. we say EKG, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I know about all three of these is that they all appear to as answers to the same clue in crossword puzzles. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you just like you put in the first and the last letter, and you're like, "Fuck you, Will Shorts." <laughs> I can't put in the middle letter. For sure. Um, and Shirley, would you uh, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Um, I also have nothing to plug. I'm not really on the internet in that way, but I like dogs and video games. And uh, would you like to plug a particular dog or video game or embroidery? Ooh. Um. Oh man, all of those things. Mark and I were recently obsessed with a video game called Kingdom Two Crowns, which is one of those games that like steals your life away accidentally because oh they do it on purpose yeah uh, or yeah, no it's definitely not no, no, an no, it is on purpose but um you you're doing it accidentally oh oh yes you're, you're like oh whoops it's like really late all of a sudden and whoops I'm dead because because with every <laughs> passing day you know like. Like in any of the games that do this really well, like Civ Five, it's like, oh, well, but like, oh, it's morning now, and I have so much to do, and we've like, got. Well, to- I guess I should do my morning chores in the game. I have to get things done before night comes and they attack us, and we have to bolst, you know, we have to, you know, build up our troops, and yeah, but it actually is quite cute and really fun, and you travel to islands and build up societies. And you get different mounts, and sometimes you find a dog or a cat. <laughs> and that's and all I need. And this is the cat, you're, the dog you're plugging. I am plugging the dog from that game. And sometimes that dog is stolen from you, and you have to viciously, you have to get the dog back. Can you pet the dog? No, it's not that kind of game. <laughs> you don't, it's not um, very well articulated. It's like a pixel art, but I do wish you could pet the dog, obviously. You can just rub the screen where it is. Yeah, I'll do that. Surely, I can't believe you wouldn't plug our dogs, Borker and Starina. <laughs> they're very good pups, but they're not in a video game. And I do love them the most um, of all the dogs. But, you know, the, it, this time it had to be anonymous video game dog that has no name. Are we ready to start on some topics? Yeah, let's talk about some topics, yeah, y'all. can't wait. Surely, your topic is... What would you do if you came downstairs and all of my clothes and my glasses were on the floor in a heap in a puddle of water? Yes. This is the question that I posed to Mark when he came down the stairs the other day. And I really wanted to see 
where he'd go with that. Really speaks to our type of relationship that I can just come down the stairs in the morning and Shirley's like, hey, Mark, uh, what would you do if there was just like my clothes were in a pile and they were wet with like my glasses? And I was like, well, I would probably just assume that you had turned into water somehow. You mean like instead of you come down the stairs and she says, good morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not that. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah. I love you, my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and 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 I also love you, my wife. That is what we say in the morning normally. We do typically say that. I've been doing this Mario Let's Play where I do a level a day, and I always end it by saying, see you tomorrow. And I start every episode by saying, and we're back. And I was just telling April that it would be really funny if I ended every day by telling her, see you tomorrow, and (laughs) waking up and saying, and we're back. (laughs) We're back. That's so cute, though. It would be exceptional. Yeah, that's you should in- definitely do that. Incredibly charming. I'll, I'll let her know you said it was a good idea. <laughs> Very good idea. <laughs> I'll Very take strong. responsibility, yes. But yeah, I was impressed with how quickly he was like, is it like, do, would I be wondering if you had tr- if you were the puddle of water? Yeah, right. No, I would know for sure that you were the puddle. I would I would get I would try to collect as much of, of you as possible into a bucket. And then I think you know, I'm I'm sort of uniquely positioned, actually. Um, you know, a, as someone who works with electroencephalography, I feel like I could try to figure out some way to rig up uh, some electrodes and see if I could get a signal out of you. If you could, if you see, figure out if you could be communicating with me. I, first thing I'd be trying to do is establish establish some way to communicate. You know, if you can if you can hear me make a dripping noise or something, you know, and then we would go from there, figure out a way to, to, you know, to live our new life, to, to learn about our new normal, you know, where I'm married to a bucket of water. You could make uh, a Shirley shaped mold and put it, put, fill it with, with yes. water and put it in the freezer. Oh, and sure. And then you yes. could sleep with it at night. It'd be great. <laughs> with Sleep with the Shirley sickle. I think she. I. Th- I, f- I feel like she would thaw overnight. Like I think I would. I would oh have yeah, you'd to have get to like squeeze the Shirley... sheet out into the <laughs> mold again in the morning. I think I would. I would get a. I would get a Shirley shaped like hot water bottle, and I'd pour her in oh, there. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. and it'd yeah. be nice and warm. Be easier to sleep with. You know. Yeah, but... I'd put her in the microwave, which would be agony. <laughs> but you'd feel great afterwards. Be like, wow, you're so warm, Shirley. <laughs> so nice for for you. Yeah. <laughs> water, water, Shirley. I mean, I'm also like my first thought had been like, oh, I turn I like choose I like superpowers. Choose to turn myself into oh, yeah. a puddle of and initially I thought water. And you but- you do this your first thought to use this power is to prank your husband. Well, no, that it's like that it's like I just discovered in that oh, moment. Right. You're, you're you're just figuring it out. You're like a yeah. You're like a what do you call the 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 kind of wizard a hedge witch? I think is the term. Mm. The one that is not oh is yeah not, self-taught yeah is not trained. It's like oh shit, I have powers. I better figure this out. Yeah, yeah. I mean to be clear, moments before I asked Mark this question, I thought. What if I could? What if I turned into a puddle of okay. water? What if I could? You know, like what if I could do that? But then, I mean, actually, so you, turning you primed into, the pump there. Well, in my own brain, I was thinking about it. He came down. I'm like, okay, well, oh, like, I see. what I would see. actually happen here? Yeah, yeah. If well, yeah, the question was out of the blue, right? Um, but I, but then I think 
would it be more like an Alex Mack situation? Mark, since uh, he didn't grow up in the U.S., did not recognize this reference. Jim, do you? I did not. Know I did of not. Alex I Mack? never watched Alex Mack, but I recognized the name. Yes, Alex Mack was, I believe, a Nickelodeon show. I think so. And, yeah. Um, and she is in like an accident at a chemical plant, and she can turn into a a goo, a liquid, and the show is amazing. And she can do that on purpose. She can do it on purpose and accidentally and you know she discovers her powers and all of that but you know i think she can like to telepathically speak to people maybe i can't remember if she can talk as a blob but she can choose to move you know she can like move around like slither around as a pile of goo if, if the pile of goo was started slithering around on the floor i would think something was up <laughs> but if it didn't like, my, this is to answer your question. My first thought would be like, oh, shit, Shirley just got sprayed by a skunk, came, <laughs> yes. came inside, stripped down, and ran to the shower to in a yeah. futile attempt to get the smell off. Yeah. I guess I would I would question why I wasn't smelling skunk. That's that that's actually a great point. <laughs> that yeah, would be, I'd, uh, I'd be. I'd be like, but wait, where's the skunk smell? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, realistically, like okay, second, second, second pass of this thought. Yes, please. Yeah, second pass. <laughs> sure, surely got was like walking outside and like a garbage truck rolled through a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might think that like that like Shirley had come downstairs. And and one and she was gonna let the dogs out because it's first thing in the morning. And then one of those dogs had to pee so bad that it just peed on her. And she was like, "Oh, I got pee on me." And then she took her clothes off and went to the shower. And then she left those clothes on the floor for me to take care of, which is what she does with <laughs> uh, with all of her clothes all the time. Uh-huh, yes. Right, right in the middle of the dining room. That's me. You know, downstairs. Classic. That's that's the spot. I'm just kidding. She doesn't. I feel that. like the glasses were the key component here. You're right. It's glasses, the glasses. on the floor. Like, dude, what if what if Starina peed all the way up on your glasses? Jeez, that'd be a rough morning. That would be that would be very <laughs> that impressive. Be, that might be a more <laughs> challenging morning than if I turned into a puddle of water. <laughs> Maybe Shirley was doing a cartwheel, and hmm. Well, that could be it. A lot of options. A lot of options. But if I could be like Alex Mack, then I think it'd be fun. Yeah. We did talk about if I could go into a glass, like a, a vessel, and then I could perhaps vibrate. If I could like figure out how to talk as a puddle of water. <laughs> yeah. Vibrating like a, like a wine glass, like when you rub a wine glass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was saying you'd have to get into something that you can like resonate. You know, you can create like a, a resonance frequency in so that it'll make sound like a wine glass that's totally it that's how we would do it. we'd get you in the wine glass and then i'd be like Shirley, can you hear me <laughs> i'm gonna keep working on it i'm, I'm gonna keep trying <laughs> you just have to figure out what muscle to flex you just sit there like <laughs> not that one that's okay <laughs> that's my forearm again i already did that uh are we ready for another topic oh, sure yeah. yeah let's move on to a topic mark your topic is aphasia what doesn't it mean? <laughs> yeah, I I put this topic in because there has been kind of a lot of talk about aphasia lately. Yeah, I think a few a few things have happened lately that have caused people to be talking about aphasia maybe more than they 
normally would. And so as a result of that, there's been kind of a lot of misunderstandings kind of flying around. And I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, well, you know, most people don't really know that much about aphasia, which, you know, makes perfect sense, actually, because why would they? Um, unless they know someone who has suffered a stroke or um, is experiencing cognitive decline. And they might not, they really might not know anything about aphasia. And they might just believe stuff that they see written on the internet by people who speak authoritatively. And, and I thought that perhaps I should add my voice to the cacophony of people who are on the internet speaking authoritatively about something. <laughs> Listen, you, you can't take other people's voices away. You can only add your own. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, very wow, very wise. So there's multiple types of aphasia, right? Like you've got um, stroke-related aphasia, which is like by far the most common you know, that's the result of a loss of blood flow to the region of the brain that's responsible for, for speech, uh, for language. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing a lot of simplification here, you know, because obviously any kind of anything to do with, you know, the, the brain and cognition is pretty complicated, but, but in short, I mean, essentially, you know, you've got, um, you know, you've got aphasia that's the result of, of yeah, of a, of what we call a cerebro cerebrovascular accident, you know, some sort of a, a, you know, a, an injury in your brain, either, you know, a blood vessel ruptures or is, is occluded by a blood clot, and then you end up with some, some brain damage. Uh, but you can also get aphasia from what's called pri primary progressive aphasia, which is the result of, like, essentially Alzheimer's, you know, like a co cognitive decline. Um, but those things are really different. And, um, you know, there was all this sort of dialogue about Bruce Willis and, you know, the movies that he's been making lately, uh, which I haven't seen a single one, but my understanding is he's been on a bit of a, a bit on a bit on a bit of a streak of duds is my understanding. Uh, yeah. I, I, just to get into that a little bit since 2019, he's made 20 direct to video movies wow. and they're what? all like, they all like get him to shoot for like a day or two and feed him his lines through an earpiece. And he just right. kind of says the words and then yeah. like they shoot the rest of his scenes with a body double and they're all like aimed at the kind of audience that liked Bruce Willis in the 80s. So like they're all like for over for action movies for the over 40 crowd. Right, right. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so I have like read, I have like heard a lot of people saying that, you know, it sounds like, you know, people are saying that people seem to be con confusing aphasia with, which is really just a, language impairment with cognitive impairment right like that there there seems to be the main thread i've seen is this idea that like you know there's sort of a it's like it's like bruce willis seems to be experiencing cognitive decline i think that that seems to be the case and um i don't believe this is official i don't believe anyone has said you know any any clinician or doctor has said this but from from what it seems like from what i've seen is that he probably has prop primary progressive aphasia. It sounds like he's, he's probably, you know, suffering from, from uh, age-related cognitive decline. Wait, so that is a cognitive, de cognitive decline situation? Yeah, yeah. If indeed he does have primary progressive, then yeah, PPA, then that, that, would, be, that would be the result of what is essentially Alzheimer's, which is a pretty, I mean, Alzheimer's is a, a kind of an imprecise term, but, but yeah, it would, it would basically be something like that if, that was, if indeed that was the case, which obviously I don't know. Because um, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not his doctor for sure. Um, right. But uh, wait, but, what? But hey, just, I thought you yeah, were I know. his doctor the whole time. 
yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah big disclaimer i can't i'm like i'm not over here like diagnosing anybody but from what it from what just it, from what i've heard it sounds like that's probably what's going on with him um you know and and that maybe he's you know taken a bunch of these roles i don't know who knows why um anyway i don't want to speculate about that but that does seem to be the the um the what's going on with him and then there's a gentleman called John Fetterman who is a Pennsylvania was was running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and he suffered a stroke a few months ago, and he has uh, some what seems like pretty mild aphasia, and it's interesting because I think these two things have sort of become the same thing for a lot of people. Which why wouldn't they? They both have the word aphasia in them, right? right? Like it, they both sound like you know like they must be basically the same thing, but they really are so very, very different from each other. Um, you know, when you when you think about, like, brain damage, when, when someone suffers, like, a brain injury um, or has experienced some, some amount of, of neuronal loss in their brain, typically that happens either from cognitive decline, like from Alzheimer's, which we think of as being de- degenerate. I mean, you don't, you don't really get better. You pretty much just get worse, uh, you know, from that type of, of brain damage. Um, but when you suffer a cerebrovascular accident, like a stroke, typically people get better. Um, you know, you, you, you very rarely will like get worse after your stroke. It's like, you'll have a stroke, you lose your ability to speak, you lose your ability to understand language, um, you know, and that's very scary. And, and you may never recover those things, but in the in majority of cases, you recover quite a bit of language. Um, you know, most people actually recover quite a lot. Um, some people recover entirely. There are people. There are people who are in the Senate right now who are stroke survivors. You know, the idea that that ha- having a stroke somehow means that you're unable to do your job. You know, as a politician or as a anything is is like really pretty like ableist actually. Um, and John Fetterman had a uh, had a debate. There was uh, like five or like five or six months after a stroke, which is pretty close to pretty close to your stroke, you know. Um, and he was able to first of all, he was able to attend the debate and contribute meaningfully to it, which is pretty impressive, um, you know. But he he needed some accommodations, like he needed to use closed captioning because it seems like what's going on with him is sort of auditory processing. And so a lot of people I saw, it just it was just disappointing or sort of frustrating because a lot of people were like, it's like absurd that he's going forward with his race, like you know, as because he had this stroke. Like, it's like how well, can he sorry. even be a senator? Yeah, how could he even he like how could anyone think that he could possibly be able to do that job? And it's like, well, <laughs> like like he he definitely can. <laughs> like you know, like the what what he's experiencing is a is is a lot. And actually, you know, so the other thing is like we test for um, you know, we test for cognitive at, at the lab I work at. You know, we have a whole co- a whole cognitive battery when we when we bring people in to to assess their their cognitive state. You know, whether or not they're they're cognitively impaired. And by that I mean like you know if they have any impairment to their intellect, like if they've actually lost the ability to think or reason or you know anything like that. You know, most of the time they don't. You know, like most people with aphasia, it is not. It's not a, are not deficient in intellect. Like they're they're there. They're basically usually 100% there. Um, but what they are unable to do is is speak. You know, in a way that that most people um, find easy to understand. And that's what aphasia literally means: is an inability to speak. That's yeah, essentially yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think quite literally yes. But typically, when we talk about aphasia, there's you know, you, if you think about the sort of the four primary modalities of of, of human language, um, language typically takes place, um, you know, written uh, and read. So if you think about written language, you know, you you write it down, you read it, um, and 
uh, and verbal language. You know, you speak it and you hear it. And so those those are kind of the, the main modalities that can be affected by aphasia. And really, any any combination of those modalities could be affected. Um, you know, so it's so so that sort of if you imagine, you know, that that it could be any of those sort of avenues that you could have trouble with. It's like it seems like from what I've seen, like that John Fetterman's ability to speak is pretty good. I mean, basically fine, but that what he's struggling with is auditory processing, you know, so it's hard for him to understand things that are coming in through his ears. I think that's like really, a really important thing to a really important differentiator because it's like, it's like, yeah, like there's a, there's a disconnect. There's like a, there's some, some damage to the, the parts of the brain that enable him to like wire the things he's hearing into the parts of his brain that enable him to comprehend those things. But that's like literally just through the ears, just through that modality. Like he can read, he was using closed captioning, which is actually awesome. I mean, a lot of people with stroke are not able to read. Um, so anyway, I just, I just felt like there was so much, uh, bad information out there, you know? Like this idea that someone with aphasia is just completely unable to to do His like brain anything. Still works, and like he's still he's in there. <laughs> he's in there, man. He's fine. Well, I mean, and he's in especially good shape. But even people with with like like maybe worse outcomes, like they're still in there, even if yeah. they can't talk or are having trouble understanding. Yeah, I mean, it is possible that when people have strokes, they they, they it is possible to, to to lose some cognitive capacity. But 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 honestly, like it's not the norm. Anyway, it, it's sort of a it's sort of an interesting thing because you know, like like when people when when someone suffers a stroke, often um, I, I read a statistic somewhere. I'm going to make it up now because I, I don't have the the data in front of me. But but that there is a uh, a huge number of people after they suffer a stroke and and acquire aphasia um, who within like you know, most of the time within like six months, they had no longer have any friends. Like, like people, <laughs> people just van- vanish from their lives. Right. Like, you know, because we really take for granted the extent to which clear and easy communication is like, is like, you know, the, the cornerstone of being friends with someone, you know, like, it's yeah. like if you, if you can't, if you can't just communicate easily, it's, it's a lot of work to like, to keep trying to hang out with somebody who you can't talk to. Yeah, like we we take for granted that we have this incredible as like just as a species that like you know we have this amazing ability to for you know like I can take an idea that is in my head and I can using language put that idea into your head. Yeah, right? using like wiggly air. Right, like I can literally like spit wiggly air at you and now the idea that was in my brain is in your brain and now and we depending can record on, it in mp3 files yeah and it's saved for eternity yeah baby and and i can put that idea into the brains of people in the, thousands of years right, in the future when they find the box of cassette tapes that i bury in the desert <laughs> yes but like that, that, that is, that ability is amazing. And if I'm good at it, you know, then I can put that idea into your head in really high resolution, you know, yeah. I sometimes think about it that way, that it's, that it's like, you know, someone who, someone who has a facial maybe, you know, it's like, they still have that idea is still in their head. They just can't put it in your head anymore. And like, yeah. and, and, and so like, we just like forget that that's like such an important part of, of having friends and having uh, you know, everything that we have, social groups and society and all that stuff, you know, language is so, so, so important. But those people are not like without value and they're not without ability. Well, and many times you can like accommodate them with yes. some effort, with just like a little bit of understanding. Yeah. Like closed and- captioning at John Fetterman's debate, you know, boom, done. Like, 
like you know his his yeah. his needs were fulfilled and it's like so easy but then that was just getting that was just getting you know like the kind of a lot of people on the internet were like oh you can't even you know like understand what people are saying and it's like as if that's some kind of i don't know yeah yeah here, here i am not really putting my ideas in your head very well but <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking about like forms of friendship where one person doesn't talk um and we get into like parasocial relationships where Mm-mm. um you have like twitch streamers where like they're kind of role playing the idea of playing video games with a friend except they just don't listen to what you say like you you watch yeah. them and you, they never give you the controller um and like something like that might be like i could you know if if you couldn't speak to me i could still come over to your house and play a video game yeah yeah oh yeah yeah actually you're right and that's actually yeah that's a really cool idea like that 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 kind of that kind of relationship seems really unhealthy in the context of of sort of twitch like the way you described but but yeah that that could be fantastic if you if like yeah if i like wasn't able to speak or play a video game but i could still enjoy you playing a video game and enjoy you hearing you talk about it you know yeah yeah very interesting yeah. a lot of those people have like really cool strategies you know to communicate like I've, I've, you know, one patient I work with is, you know, really quite severe and uh, does not, um, he has very, very little language, um, but cognitively he's just completely intact. Um, you know, he just can't make the words. He pretty much only has um, the word yes. Like he can pretty much just say yes. That's like basically his only word. And so when you talk with him, you know, it's like you have to just completely decouple the word yes from its literal meaning because he doesn't use it that way at all. Because what he has is the word yes and inflection and facial expression and gesture. And so using those tools, he he can he can express quite a quite a, a range of things, you know. I mean obviously, you know, that there he has limits, but can he can he learn ASL? Um, so yeah, that is a really, really interesting question. Um, because so ASL is language. And so it really depends on what the nature of the stroke is, because if it is a, if it is a problem with, um, you know, with the, the sort of the, the deeper processing, you know, parts, then, then no. Um, but if it's like a motor issue, um, specifically to do. And if you can form a word, it sounds like it is not a motor issue. Yeah. Well, eh, hard to say. That's that's a little that's a little different. So, uh, yeah. So sometimes it's sometimes it isn't. So, like for example, so there's a there's something called um, apraxia of speech, which is often often co-occurs with um, with aphasia, which is sort of a, a a motor planning and initiation issue where people struggle to you know actually make the words you know like that the the words are there but it but it is sort of a, a motor planning thing um and often that that'll that's sort of part of it it's all part of it um <laughs> there's a lot of facets <laughs> but, um, but yeah i mean I, I i don't know i'm sure there's a body of research um on on asl and uh and aphasia i don't know off the top of my head but man i can't be the first person who's thought of that you're certainly not. No, <laughs> no, that's a great question. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a little research on that. And the next time I'm on, uh, we can talk about it more. Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Sure. Uh, my topic is Doctor Ice Cream Walla. Uh, this is a a storefront we passed, I think, in Hayward. And April <laughs> and I, April pointed out pointed out this sign, uh, and 
like a whole bunch of possibilities went through my head where like this is like this is actually two places. Like one of them is a doctor and the other one is ice cream or something right. like that. <laughs> uh but then I looked it up on the internet and okay, hang on. I'm going to look this up again so I don't fuck it up. <laughs> She's a dermatologist. Her name oh. is her last name is Ice Cream Walla. What? Uh, wow. Uh because she married somebody with that last name. Is this last name like is this like a a mispronunciation of a name that actually is of a culture and it's not pronounced ice cream walla but it just looks like that because we speak English? Well, it's uh there's a fact somewhere here that explains the whole thing and I can what give you the short version because like the first question is like is that your real name which is what you would expect? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the question is, are you sure that's your real last name? <laughs> wait, wait. Ice cream walla originates from India and translate translates into ice cream seller. Right. Her husband's great-grandfather sold ice cream to kids. And oh his last name God. was changed when the British occupied India. Right. So we have colonialism to thank for this moment of delight driving down the streets of Hayward. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, she seems delightful. Uh, Dublin. Um, I'm sorry. It was Dublin. It was Dublin. (laughs) Berkeley and Dublin. Yeah, I love that. Are you sure that's your real last name? Answer, positive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So someone's going around like living like this. They're out there. Oh, and there's like pictures of ice cream cones on the website. Like, dude, she she knows what's up. The the logo... (laughs) Looks yeah. like scoops of ice cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh my artistic gosh. scoops of ice cream. <laughs> the ice cream cones on the website are so, so good. So cute. I love it. But she probably won't sell you ice cream. Damn. Well, that's okay. But she could. Yeah, that's <laughs> she true. She could offer ice cream with her dermato- dermatological services. There could be like a little cooler. Like at a mini mart. Or she could like the your prescription could come in a cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I appreciate like the good humor that a person has like to to use it like this, to then be like, all right, ice cream cones on the website. Like I feel yeah. like that gives a person a certain amount yeah, of Yeah, you gotta you gotta lean into it. Yeah. Some gumption, some grit. Oh, it's a, her last name means the seller of ice cream in India. She does not sell ice cream, but is never shy to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want to be friends with Doctor Ice Cream Walla. <laughs> there's there's got to be a suffix that means ice cream eater. Yeah, <laughs> there must be. All right, I feel like that's a short topic. Are we ready for another that's a, one? That's a that is a great topic. That makes that's me just like really tremendous. happy. And you know, if if we were to live in the Bay Area again, yeah. <laughs> and I needed a dermatologist, and- I'd be like, I there's only one dermatologist option for me. Yeah, you could 100%. just you could just fly in and visit, yeah. just to get some dermatology done. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I need some work on my epidermis. Only I, Doctor Ice Cream Walla can do it. <laughs> That's right. For this next topic, we're going to be reading a poem. I am the hammer by eternal champion. For the first time, we're doing a song lyric. We haven't done one of those yet, and I figured it was time. It's a form of poetry, uh, and uh, Mark is going to read it. All right, shall I begin? Do so. 
From the west, I hear the riders of Tarsul have gone into the north. They join Haiklan in war. Let both rise up to meet my army. They are battle-starved, and I promise them feast upon two nations' blood. For I am not to be crossed. I command the guards of Lorne. I am the hammer. In the south, Kainara forms her ranks eight thousand strong to meet the demon priests of Ilnaitar. I've warned them once. I am the hammer. They are like glowing iron. No sorcery can force the pyre forge, for I am not to be crossed. I command the guards of Lorne. I am the hammer. Over the peaks, frost-bitten riders of Tarsul have come. Hyklan has joined them at their own demise. Ferric, I ask my steel is tempered true and armor strong. I have forged our brands in rites of Pyreforge, for I am not to be crossed. I command the guards of Lorne. I am the hammer. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Excellent rendition. Thank you. I was um, playing uh, Atari 50, which is a sort of a collection of, of Atari games, but it's more of like a historical, like here's a museum piece where we have the historical timeline of what happened at Atari. And it's illustrated with playable games. And so there's like 60 of these games from through the, from the history of Atari from like the 70s through the 90s. And one of the things that came up in one of the documentary videos is Nolan Bushnell talking like how, how about how Atari is a Japanese term. It's from, it's from the game Go. And it means like bullseye. It means like that, you know, that, that sort of, that sort of thing. And he said that. He was speaking at one point to a to a Japanese person who said, uh, "It's a good name. It's a it's a little boastful. It's a little bo- mm. <laughs> yeah." Uh, and he like obviously like he meant a little boastful for a Japanese person. Perfect for an American. Perfect yeah. for an American <laughs> company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's my reaction to this. Is like this is looks a little boastful. Pretty boastful. Well, he's the hammer. You know, is he, he commands the guards of Lorne, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his foes are like glowing iron. Yeah, um, he's yeah, got I a lot to right. boast about. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, very good, very good imagery in this in this poem. Yeah, I really like it. It's it's you know obviously yeah it's real sword swinging you know kind of sword and sorcery type stuff Conan the Barbarian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. And, and, you know, the, the band eternal champion is really, it's a lot of that. It's really the, you know, it's all about that sword and sorcery stuff. Um, and in fact, the, the, um, singer and, uh, lyricist of the band, Jason Tarpey, um, also, uh, wrote a book called the Godblade, mm. uh, which is, um, which is in that same, in that same style, you know, it's like in the, in the, the sort of the tradition of Conan the Barbarian. Um, but it is about, uh, the, the, the narrator of this song, uh, a guy named Rannon, who is the commander of the guards of Lorne. Uh, and the, it's sort of this, this song, uh, plays out in the book and, uh, it's really cool. It's, it's, uh, and actually kind of, uh, there's two albums, and and not all, but mo- most of the songs take place inside inside this universe, um, and uh, it's rad. So they're they're a great band, really uh, really cool, fist pumping, sword swinging, heavy metal, strong record. When um there was a point when I was like just trying to like get the lyrics down a little more so I could like properly belt them out when <laughs> I go sure. to shows, and Mark has a back patch which. 
um when for in the music scene you have like a battle battle jacket or battle vest which is covered in patches generally of the you know uh the bands you like and other art and stuff like that and the back patch is like your kind of showpiece it's like the really big one that goes right in the middle of the back of your jacket and mark has one that um is from eternal champion and it's uh the map of the world and when i was trying to remember the lyrics he was like stand behind me if you need to and you can look at the map and like imagine all this happening because all a lot of these are like places that they're saying people are going to or from and um, you, you can but you can see on the map like all the places from that song, you know, Tarsul and Haiklan and Ilnaitar, Kainara, like they're all they're all on the map, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, this band is a good source of lore. Yeah, and the lore is really cool. I mean, like the the idea, like the ideas are really cool. You know, it's like this world. It's like um, you know, magic is. Uh, you know, like like blacksmiths are, you know, can be like magicians. You know, like the idea is that you you can take like the remains, you can take like a loved one's remains, and you can forge them into a sword, and that sword, you know, ha- is sort of imbued with with uh, that person's soul or spirit. Um, and so in the in the story, this this you know the the this guy ran in um, is like in the beginning of the book, he's he's um, searching for. Uh, the the remains of a dead god so that he can forge them into a sword and then spoiler alert he accomplishes that and he has this he has this uh this sword that that when he wields it he is also you know sort of wielding the will of a dead god um and uh there's actually there's another uh there's another song with one of my one of my favorite um uh eternal champion lyrics in which he says uh in the glare of my steel i see the face of a god uh which is a reference to that to that sword that idea yeah and this is like presumably this is lore where like god is just like it's just a species yeah kind of yeah they're way way like more physical real gods yeah uh yeah kind of more like that where yeah god, gods could could die or they can become insane uh there's a there's a god in this universe who who is uh who just became became insane over time was driven mad yeah he's now a mad, a mad god and he's super duper powerful he's kind of like a he's like a uh um, an elder like an elder god you know he's like sort of a, a chthonian type uh elder god uh but yeah he's he's totally crazy yeah yeah and it makes me think of makes, uh makes bad choices of bloodborne <laughs> if you've played that oh yeah i have i didn't play too much of it okay oh yeah bloodborne there's a turn where like it looks like it's about werewolves mm. um <laughs> but it's actually a very Lovecraftian kind of a situation where, like, mm, cool. uh, all of the all the shit that's going down, and like, where the 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 bestiality, not bestiality, the the bestialness of mm. of of the characters in the game, uh, um, stems from this ritual where, like, hey guys, I I was down in the sewers and I found this god. Uh, let's uh, let's drink its blood and see what happens. Whoa! <laughs> oh no! That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, let's just see what happens. Just like, what's gonna happen? Let's go for it. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what what happened? Oh, I mean, depends on the god, but like. That's one of the things is you, oh, I turn into a werewolf, okay, and then like kill all my loved um, ones. Yep. All right. Oh, cool, good. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that, that sounds right. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard this song, but now I'm gonna, now I gotta listen. I gotta listen to it. To see you how. Should. It's good. 
the performance of it as recorded compares to your voice. <laughs> yeah. The the um singer and lyricist is also a blacksmith um <laughs> as their day job. So uh, <laughs> it makes it a little more fun to me. <laughs> Weapons on at the show and toss them into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be incredible. Just be like, yeah, you get a sword. You get a sword. <laughs> Everybody it's reach like under your seat. <laughs> At the end of the show, it's like sometimes like the guitarist will like flick a, a guitar pick. He just like chucks a sword out into the <laughs> <laughs> Just good luck. I mean, sometimes they bring a sword. Yeah, he does come striding out on stage wielding a sword occasionally, which is pretty rad. <laughs> Good there are swords. Yeah, I mean, don't think there, there are won't swords. be swords. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> are we ready for another topic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, your topic, topic is teen censorship, what to restrict, if anything. Yeah, yeah. I had this thought um, I had this thought a while ago that, like, you know, my, my dad, who, you know, is a great guy, but he, he would, did not love the kind of music that I listened to growing up because um, I listened to a lot of, you know, punk rock and um, kind of heavy metal and i listened to some some extreme music and he uh you know he didn't like that he didn't want me to listen to that stuff he didn't try to control me or anything but but he didn't like it he openly disapproved of it you know and so um and it it, it kind of got me thinking like what would it take for a child of mine like what what kind of music would a child of mine have to be listening to that i would feel compelled to Try to try to step in and be like, I yeah. think you shouldn't be listening to that music, you know. Yeah. Uh, do you do you think do you think there is such a music that would cause you to not for a t- not for a teenager? What about like like super white supremacists like yeah. racist I, stuff? I would definitely be like having a talk with this kid, but yeah. at that point, like at, at once, once like teenagers will they will get what they want. They will get. Yeah. The media that they want. You cannot stop them. Yeah, so res- yeah. actually restricting it yeah. doesn't really seem like since it's since it's in basically impossible. What it means is like, that they will do it where you can't see them. Um right, right. which is not probably the helpful like you want to be able to like you want them to be able to talk to you about this stuff. Like yeah. maybe you could have a conversation with them about the white supremacist music you're like yeah. this is not something that I feel like if if you owe it to anybody to like try to change their mind about like political shit, it's your kids. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have that conversation with with any other adult basically. But direct family, family that I'm like like kids like it is my responsibility to like make sure this kid grows up to be a healthy adult. Other adults like my wife, I care about what she thinks politically because I have to live with her. Right. Um, other family members that we see a lot, I probably care somewhat, but less. But like, I I need to. I would I would definitely have to talk to my kid about this sort of thing. But I can't control them. I I've been thinking about this in terms of like not controlling what they are seeking, but controlling what they accidentally find. Mm. I feel like that's what. Um, I don't know what you call the this 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 sort of product, but like you can get web proxies that control like what your kids can see on the internet. Oh, interesting. And that shit like it won't work if they're trying to get around it. But it might work. I don't know if they do they will, but it might work <laughs> if they've like just to just to like keep them away from like 
keep them from accidentally seeing like yes. shitty porn. There's some yeah. bad stuff that could be you could just stumble on. Very and maybe easily. it's more of the, very easily. So I can understand being like we're just going to put a little thing in the way so you don't accidentally stumble into it. I think it. that's that's yeah. that's a great. Like what what I want is like I want a filter that like replaces like gross abusive porn with like videos of like normal people having normal sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> you like still got something kind of like off limits. Yeah, I want, I want but... this to be like what my my kid grows up thinking porn is. Yeah, it's like it's like just just normal, healthy, you know, sensitive sex between two people. Yeah. That's like enthusiastically consensual and just nice. Yeah, <laughs> or one person in Sonic the Hedgehog. That'll sure, do. that's also That'll fine. Do. Yeah, that's also as long as great, Sonic consents, you know. You know. Yeah. In- <laughs> I was gonna say too, if you found that your your kid was like watching or listening to something bad you know we're saying the white supremacist music but like i feel like you also like can't like flip the fuck out the moment it happens yeah i feel like you've got to like be like so what's going on with this like or be like be like oh (laughs) man like yeah that they they just said that that's kind of messed up right or like that you'd probably have to kind of like easier way in to be like we're gonna have a conversation and i'm not like judging you right you gotta frame it the right way yeah yeah where it's like oh like careful with your approach like hmm that that seems like that seems like really bad right um or you know you have to be smarter (laughs) than that you seem like a really bad person right (laughs) (laughs) i think like you know at a point maybe you have to get like a little more yeah, uh, strong on it, but I think you're yeah. likely to get better results. I mean, speaking as someone who is not a parent, but can just yeah. imagine but the teens. Ha- yeah, has once <laughs> been a child. I have been a. I have been a child. I have been a teen. There's a there's a kid I I hang out with sometimes who who you know is sort of a young. He's like 19, and he is a sort of a young metalhead who you know I feel a a kind of a big brotherly sort of connection to, um, you know, I, I give him a lot of music recommendations and, and, you know, we go to shows sometimes or, you know, I kind of see him at shows sometimes and, um, really, really nice kid, really gifted musician. Um, and you know, he's into, he's into some black metal, which I too am into some black metal, but, um, there are, there's a handful of bands that I'm, I'm not even going to name cause I don't want to give them the airtime, but, um, who, who are kind of like just famously, you know, white nationalist dirtbags, basically, um, who, you know, actually don't typically write about that stuff. Like, it's not in the lyrics. It's, like, kind of not actually part of the music. It's just these dudes suck. Like, they're just Just really shitty people. Yeah, for sure. Like, really, really shitty people who, like, you know... Are bad. They're bad so people. Bad. They're so bad. And so, and so, like, I don't want to listen to that music because fuck those dudes. And I don't want to be giving them a platform. And I don't want to be giving them airtime. And I don't want to be, I certainly don't want to be giving them money. And, you know, and even if the music was really good, which, you know, is obviously subjective and debatable, but even if the music was, was so, was crazy fucking good, if it was the best black metal that exists, which, spoiler alert, it ain't. But even if it was, I still wouldn't really want to listen to them because I would just feel gross. Like, I would just be, I would just be like, like, I'm good. Like, it would sour, it, it would sour the experience for me, knowing that the, that the people who created it are, are, shitbirds and (laughs) and like 
you know, there's this, there's always this, there's this raging sort of, not really raging, but there's a, there's a frequent sort of debate in metal spaces where people will be like, you know, the, 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 the thing you hear is always separate the art from the artist. You know, you got to separate the art from the artist. And I kind of feel like that's not like a thing that you can do. Like, I, I feel like all art is informed by the experience of the artist. Like, I, I really don't think there is a separation of art and artist. Like, you know, the artist created the art. They're part of it. They have to be part of it by virtue of, of its existence. But you don't, as the listener, you don't necessarily have to know about about the life of the person who created the art. Like, it's totally possible to listen to a band and never, like, you know, read their Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Never maybe even look at the music videos. So you don't even know what they look like. Right. But the question is whether that is a better experience because if you don't pay attention to the lives of the people who make the music it, it, it won't be ruined for you when they turn out to be assholes uh but <laughs> yeah there's also a pleasure in like like finding an artist that you like as an artist and as a person yeah yes that's yes. so big for me the metal scene is like for except for like the big 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 acts that like people people know um like in general, it's quite small, and the likelihood of you going to a show and being able to like just hang out with the artists is pretty high. And I mean, and it's always—I don't know—I don't know that I've even interacted with a band where in that scene where I wasn't like, "Wow, they're so nice," and that's like my favorite thing. And when I find out a band is nice. Let me tell you, I like get so much. I like enjoy their music more. It makes me more excited to go to shows. Um, at this point, you know, for some bands, like we are familiar with each other because we see each other at shows enough that, you know, we recognize each other. And that's like a warm, fuzzy feeling. That's not like necessarily what I'm striving for, but it just happens that way. And when I happen to find out that a band is nice, I'm like, this is the best. This is just the, the yeah. knowing that they're also nice in addition to being talented. And I really like their music is it's extremely cool. It's really nice. Yeah. I, I think, you know, at this point I've, I've gotten to meet and chat with virtually all of my, you know, favorite currently working bands, you know, um, with the exception of like, you know, whatever Judas Priest. Yeah. Judas Priest is what shit. I was thinking. Yeah. When you said that. <laughs> yeah. Like the big, the big boys, obviously no, but like, but like the, the smaller, the smaller, like more local or, or actually not even always local, you know, but, but kind of like, but, but those are the bands I really listen to the most, if I'm honest. Like I, I do love Judas Priest and I'll, you know, I'll put them on in a second and, you know, um, and, you know, Maiden and whoever else. Um, but I actually really am mostly just listening to, you know, smaller, smaller bands. Um, and yeah, I've, I've gotten to hang out with like pretty much all of my favorite bands at this point, And it's super nice. And if any of them turned out to be like a white supremacist, I'd be fucking crushed. And I would never even be able to, like, I don't know what I would do. Like, I'd be, I'd be so sad, you know? And it would ruin the music. It would completely ruin the music. You have to weigh that possibility against, like, the joy of uh, having met these people and liking them as people. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. And, that's, that, and that's just, like, like, putting aside, like, the moral part of it. That's just, like, as an entertainment or pleasure philosophy. Like, what's, what's the best strategy for, for living your your life as a listener. Yeah, it's a conundrum. So yeah, so it's sort of, you know, to tie it back to the, the original question, like what would it take for uh, for me to like want to have to, like for me to feel like I needed to step in if my kid was listening to something, you know? 
Yeah, it probably wouldn't be like a you can't listen to that anymore. But I probably would have to like a little bit be like, what, like, what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. why, like, why are you listening to that? Like, or I don't know. Like, what are you, what are you getting out of this? Like, yeah. You know. But I don't know if we could, if like restricting anything could ever work. No, I don't think. I so. think it would only bite bite you. I think it would only mean that they won't talk to you about it, and they'll still do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are, for example, Winston. We'll watch YouTube and there are videos we won't let him watch. And they're not like horrible videos. They're just like, like this is, there's, this kind of is just gross. Like things like, or gross and like not edifying in the slightest. Like there are videos that are just like household items being crushed under the wheels of a car. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. like over and over, like clips of like, okay, now they're crushing yeah. a watermelon. You know, now they're crushing a vase. Now they're Dude, crushing a remote child. YouTube is so creepy and fucked up. Like it's, it's what, not as bad as it used to be. Like I haven't he hasn't run into like, you know, the the nightmare Peppa Pig videos well, that, that's I, good. that I've read about. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, but even but, but even there is the a, like videos of, of, of things being crushed or destroyed, like there is something about that that gives me the, the willies when it's being targeted at children. Like yeah. I don't know, man. Or like videos yeah. where it's like just, where it's like they they're just dumping candy out onto a table. They just like open like thirty bags of candy and just dump it out onto a table. Yeah. To me, like there's something very unsettling and and wrong about that and I, it sounds like such an innocuous thing to think is wrong but i think it's wrong and i can't i don't know why <laughs> like you're like, and they're wasting food i mean sure. the, the things that mostly we we you know don't want him to watch are just like the wheel crush things just like this is just somebody breaking shit it's not mm -hmm. it, it's probably not good for him to just internalize like that this is a a normal thing to be surrounded by yeah but he also loves like and th these are much you – know, he loves process videos of, like, people mm -hmm. doing things. Uh, his latest thing is um, those – this is a, a, another genre that's a big with all ages, apparently, is the people building things in the woods, like – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Primi like, like primitive oh, technology sure. and – Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, which is – I think is cool. I think he's – I think that's, uh, if not edifying, at least close to it. Yeah. But then, like, another example of a process video is, like, people will, like, they'll dig a hole in the ground, fill it with – not fill it, but line it, line it with concrete. Yes. Like, pour soda bottles into it. Like, and they'll, oh. like, first they'll line them all up. No, never and, mind. And then they'll – oh, you're thinking of a different process genre. I was. I was. Yeah. They'll pour, like, bottles of soda in and then, like, fill it with, like, some sort of beads to make a shape, like, to make art. What? Um, and then they like, and then they pour in some sort of chemical that's like the equivalent of Mentos and Diet Coke, where like this thing, like it foams up, it fo turns into this foam snake that shoots up in the air like twenty feet, and then like is light enough that it then just drifts away. It's like devil's toothpaste <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh and my gosh! I can I can see why this is appe appealing. You know, like that's a a magical conclusion. Well, it's like a it's like a, a chemistry demo. It's the same chemistry demo every time. Like if it were like demonstrating a different chemical principle every time, then that would be interesting. And maybe a little bit of discussion, you know, a little right. bit of context. It's all wordless. Like, this is how this is possible. Yeah. So this is yeah, man. This is the thing. And it's like why is that? Why is that? Why do I hate that? You know, like there's nothing really that wrong about it, but I fucking hate it. Like I find that so. <laughs> the only thing Mark will restrict. For any yeah. age is dumping <laughs> out 
like 30 bags of candy on the table. That's it. That's the restricted thing. White supremacist music. We're going to let them learn about it. The real it, problem but- is that it's the same thing over and over again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that like re- repetition, there's comfort in repetition. Um, but especially at his age, you want him. And, and like ideally we would not be, you know, letting him watch the tablet at all. You know, we'd be engaging him with like puzzles and games and but we just like you know, who has that kind of time? You know, we yeah. both yeah. we both have full time yeah. jobs. You have to survive. And we have to serve we have to like like run a household. It it's it it is one of those things that like, yeah, this is a this is a failing as we're this is one of our failings as a parent, but like, you know, you pick your battles. Sure. But you you want the content that he's consuming to like be a variety because life should be a variety of things. Yeah. Yeah, it should. I mean, and yeah, like if we, you know, it would be great if we could, if we could be doing that physics, if we could be doing that chemistry demo in person, you know, like yeah, that'd be, that'd, that'd be, be fun. That'd be really cool. You know, yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, but you know, but the thing is like, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to do that chemistry demo 50 times a day. You know what I mean? Like you're <laughs> in slightly different ways. You're gonna run out of soda. You're going to run out of soda. You're going to be spending a fortune on so- soda, Jim. Yeah. Think you of the sugar tax. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, not the sugar tax. Think, think about it. <laughs> Devastating. Oh my god. Do, do you do you guys have a sugar tax in California? Uh, not not in Castro Valley where we live. Uh we did at one point go to a drive through in Berkeley and we got hit by that. We were looking at the receipt like this is like an extra seven fifty and it was just one line item at the bottom. It wasn't like we got two drinks. But it was the the sugar tax was grouped. We got two diet cokes. Wow! Oh yeah, that's true. They do hit you with the sugar tax on the on the diet beverages, which yeah. I do think is somewhat unjust. And then like they were, but they were grouped in like one line item at the bottom, just to be extra confusing. Instead of being attached to the drinks, yeah. Seven fifty is pretty intense for like what fountain fountain beverages. That's like yeah, yeah. Like worse it was. Than here. I, it's yeah. a deterrent. It's like you 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 should not be drinking this, and I, it worked because I'm probably not going to order a soda in Berkeley in the near like any time in the near future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And honestly, that's probably for the best. I mean, that's like that's true. That was my feeling. That was my feeling as well. Like when they implemented sugar tax in Philly, and all the Philly people are like super mad, you know, really butthurt. And they're like, well, we're going to boycott the sodas. And I'm like, that's, that's literally. That's, exa- that's exactly <laughs> the point. That's Fantastic. Good for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. take, take control of your health, Philly people. It works. <laughs> yeah. So effective. It's so funny. People were so like ready to like, oh, I'm going to vote with my dollar and not buy any sodas. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Who do you think you're protesting against? You, you want to do one more topic? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do another one. Uh, surely, your topic is SCA stuff. Social skills in the SCA, thrown weapons, and winter camping. Yes. So, for those who don't know, the SCA is the Society for Creative Anachronism, um, which we're a part of. I want to. I want to camp out on the name for a second. Yeah. They say anachronism, but they only mean in the past. <laughs> they do not like it if you dress up as like future time traveler. Yeah, that's not allowed. There is a there is and a they time also period. like if you dress up as like a fifties greaser, they don't like that either. It's it's yeah. the the name was created, it's not very creative. The name was created <laughs> in Berkeley, actually. 
uh, by I think Marion Zimmer Bradley yeah. when they were going to uh, like have an event at a park in Berkeley and they needed a name to put down to reserve the space. Right. So it was like made on the fly very randomly yeah. by one group of people and that was like the name forever. And they didn't think about how people like who snarky people are going to give them shit about how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they like didn't like care. 50 years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They didn't imagine it was going to be like a ton of other people when just their own nerdy group was, you know, hanging Dude, out. Marion Zimmer Bradley had never even heard of a podcast. Yeah. She, yeah. When she made that. She had no idea. They they didn't even have like morning zoo radio. They didn't even they have did not. morning zoo wow. radio. Wow. Wow. Think about that. <laughs> I just, I, my mind is literally blown. <laughs> um, the SCA. So basically, like one of the nerdier things that a person can do, um, which is uh, medieval recreation reenactment. We don't we don't actually like reenact any any events or anything like that. I think recreation is more like the term because you're generally trying to recreate some sort of life in in uh, like. The medieval times. Um, yeah. the, the time period is, I think, from like 800 or 700 to 1650. Is that right, Mark? I, I always hear 800 to 1650, but you know, people. It's. I think that's one of those. Um, that's one of those sort of guidelines that gets thrown thrown about a lot and then argued over by nerds. Yeah. You know? Um. We're we're generally uh, not the arguing type. Uh, yeah. We we mostly dress in cozy linen gear like like uh, old Norse people and hang out and drink beers by the fire and go camping and cook food and generally stay away from the 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 politics and arguments as much as possible but um yeah the SCA it's really interesting socially there are like a lot of different ways you can choose to be involved in different activities you can do and i think at first we were like super gung ho about being like we're going to be like extremely active and we're going to run events and we're going to be in leadership and, you know, helping run, run things. And then, um, we did that for a little bit. Yeah. And that was cool in its own way, but you get burned out since it's like a, a volunteer organization, you know, like it's, it's, um, like an educational nonprofit. So yeah, they, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And then, and then there are so many, so many people that are hard to deal with, as you can imagine, in a group of just like hyper, hyper nerds. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's all, like all of them apex nerds. The most mansplaining, like, glasses pushing, right, um, actually right. people you've ever met in your life. Yeah. Right, right. It's yeah. like going to town hall, except everybody at the town hall is like the kind of genius who thinks they're above that kind of petty squabbling. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. They're like, well, no, but I'm right. That you yeah, see, don't yeah. you see? It's not like an argument. I just happen to be right, and I need to like let yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. You, you seem to you seem to have missed the part where I'm the one who's right. <laughs> clear that up. Um. It's interesting. We were, you know, fairly frustrated with that element for a while. Um. But I actually think that m- more recently we've developed like a better system as far as yeah as i mentioned before just uh chilling out and <laughs> going going off on our own a lot we talked about primitive technology earlier we have like 
a friend who has some land and we go on like non-official SCA camping trips together. And well, mainly he builds stuff and we go and do our best to help. We help. <laughs> we help. We help. We help. But <laughs> he builds like um, structures out there. We built, we started on like, um, on like a clay and stone oven so that we could bake bread out there in an oven. Very nice. I mean, he he builds like proper structures. No, he like builds he, amazing things. He built like an A-frame cabin, like that. He really just built. He's like he's like those those guys on YouTube who go out in the woods and build stuff. I mean, he's really one of those guys. He's, he's not filming it. He's just going out and doing it. You know, um, yeah, really, really cool place. And and in garb, you know, like in medieval clothes, European European as defined by nerds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who are not historians. <laughs> well, and we're also fairly casual with like our garb too you know we're gonna like not dude make- our garb is pretty good our garb is like for sure in the like 99th percentile of, <laughs> of it is garb. pretty good but <laughs> i'm not trying to toot my own horn i'm saying that as that sca people typically don't have you know <laughs> that's true but you know i think maybe it's like i would never fault anyone for wearing like the safe shoes that they need to 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 walk on like uneven terrain and right. if it's got to be the new balance sneakers then i will then you get fierce, socially fiercely ostracized de- i will fiercely <laughs> defend anyone who t- you know anyone's right to wear whatever they need to to be safe and comfortable yeah. um i think they don't tend to get too pushed around i think they that's like everyone's no, no. N- learned to accept that no, no, I don't think anybody would ever. It's not. It's not usually about snobbery. Like it's not usually like people being like, yeah, looking down their noses at people's garb. Typically, I mean that does happen sometimes, but it's not going to be like that. Like if somebody like, I think yeah, we're giving kind of a bad impression of the SCA. It's really not that bad. Like if you're if you're a newcomer, <laughs> like if you if you're like just trying to get interested, there's plenty of really nice people. Nobody's going to get in your face about having having you know beginner garb. That's not. That's not. A, that's really not a thing. I've never experienced that, and I don't think anybody that I know has. Um, it's more like it's more like one. You know, like if if you're, <laughs> it's more like if you if you maybe have some pretty good garb. It's like actually when people start nitpicking, right? <laughs> it's like when it's like once you've actually built up some pretty nice garb is when people are going to be like, oh, uh, actually those. Uh, your turn shoes are only dated to the tenth uh, century, and after I just can't help but notice that the rest of your garb appears to be seventh century, and that's actually too early for the period. And you know, it's that kind of crap. That's right. It's like how movies set in the hmm? the eighties never you never see anything from the seventies in it. There are no cars <laughs> left. An nope. absolute cutoff. <laughs> no one keeps anything old Gone. from the seventies. Utterly gone. Or like, I bought an arm ring from this guy once, like this bender, and uh, in in sort of like old Norse culture, uh, arm rings would often be like gifts from from you know thanes or jarls. You know, if you were uh, a lord of some kind, you might hand out arm rings to your to your sworn men. You know, and um, and so typically they would be like a gift. I mean, it's probably not. I'm sure not entirely unheard of for someone to to buy one for themselves. But um, but I was like, <laughs> check it out. I don't have a, a yarl, so if I want an arm ring, <laughs> I think I need to buy it for myself. And so I, I was, I went to this dude and like was getting, and I bought an arm ring, and he totally like, <laughs> he totally was like, when I was trying it on, he to- he really was like really side eyeing me for like buying a buying buying a product that he was selling, you know, like to people. 
But he was signing, and then when I and then when I bought it, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take this one, and I paid him for it. And he was like, he was like, oh, a, a king's gift, and like gave me this real like, <laughs> 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 gave me this fucking look, and I was like, bro, cool it. Well, because <laughs> like it wouldn't be unheard of for a king or someone else in a higher position, or your just your friend to buy it and give it to you as a gift or whatever and oh my god so special or whatever but yo we can't be waiting on that we're not we don't yeah. have thanes or jarls <laughs> yeah i don't have i don't i'm not i'm not yet sworn to any lord who would who would deign to i mean that is a thing actually in the SEA. i could be sworn to someone that is that is an option but i don't want That'll to never do happen. heavy fighting. I sent you the the topic lord oh, trophy, right? The lordy. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes, we yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, when, when I stopped right that pro, the lordy program, it's <laughs> <laughs> just because it was just I got sick of typing people's addresses into the order form. Because <laughs> um, they're cheap as hell. Like it wasn't the money. <laughs> um, I started telling. I, I I tried telling people like, yeah, if you want a lordy. You can go to this website and order it for yourself. People <laughs> did not like that idea at Whoa. all. <laughs> nah, nah, no. You gotta. It's you, you know. It's gotta be given to you. You know. Yeah. But, so maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe maybe it's that thing. It's like that they were like, I'm not gonna buy myself a lordy. Like I'm not gonna buy myself an arm ring. Like you know what I mean. I need my thing. Yeah. To I should, you know what? I should, I should institute me. a buddy system. Yeah. Where you buy Ooh. each other the lordy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's it. really cute. I would participate. Yeah. I don't need another lordy. I love the one I have, but I would sponsor I a lordy. The one I, have. I would yeah. sponsor a, I would sponsor a lordy is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to sponsor. But the sponsor because it's not about the money. So the sponsorship is like you agreeing to go to the order form yes. and type in the person's address. That's the sponsorship. <laughs> yes. And they have to decide that they want to give me a stranger their address <laughs> right that's yeah. true yeah and that's all the time we have for topic lords <laughs> oh, wow. uh, mark if this is something that you want where can people find you on the internet uh you can't find me on the internet y'all <laughs> <laughs> don't try to don't try to find me get, you know what i mean get get stay get out of my get out of my lawn <laughs> Stay, or whatever. Stay out of my personal yeah. space. personal space. Stay out of my personal space. And, my personal space. And surely, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? They they also cannot, and I do not wish for that. But if in my honor you would like to instead look up a photograph of a puppy, oh, I yeah. encourage you to do so. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> if you were going to go try to get me on Twitter or Instagram, instead, just be like... Yeah, my website is searching Google, image searching Google for puppies. Yeah, so go to Google and then go to the search bar and then type in cutest puppies ever and then hit enter actually and then that'll take you to my my content. Yeah, my social media is very similar. You can go to uh, you can go to Google image search and look for a uh, happy baby cow. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being on Topic Lords. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's fun as always. We love it. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. 
Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.